0: It's great to come into the presence of an awesome God. And um, I guess Jesus just wants to offer himself again to us, afresh today, to reach out to him. And uh, we're starting a new series about our hearts. And uh, Ian threw out the challenge last week: What if one day Jesus were to become like you, Jesus would live your life exactly? The only difference would be that he would live your life with his heart. Paul in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 says, for this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through, the, through his spirit in your inner being Why? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Christ isn't some distant person that's up in heaven. He dwells in our hearts. God's desire is to change our hearts. He wants us to be transformed from one degree of glory to another. He wants us to be free in the life that he's given us. Full of love, full of joy, full of peace, full of passion, full of risk and full of adventure. And um, what we share this morning, or what I want to share this morning, could be quite a hard subject for some people. But sometimes you have to have the rain clouds before you see the sunshine. And sometimes we have to let go of past hurts to receive God's blessings for the future. We have to make room in our hearts for more of God's love and peace. Ultimately, God is in the restoration and the salvation business. He wants us to draw closer to Him this morning and receive more of His grace and more of His mercy, and have a heart more like Jesus. Today's passage is Corinthians, or it's from Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 it says bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another forgive as the Lord has forgiven you Roland reminded me that uh, the definition of forgiveness is to, to let it drop and don't go back to it and that's what God's does for each one of us he wants us to let drop the things that hold us back and be transformed by his love and if we were to forgive if we were to bear with one another it could transform our world couldn't it if we'd only let them if we'd only change our hearts but sometimes these words can make us Feel guilty and frustrated with not only ourselves, but the people around us. And you need to reflect, how would Jesus' own heart respond to these words? To bear with one another and to forgive. Jesus himself knew all the thoughts, the true heart motivations of many people that he came to meet. And um, I always wonder what it would be like to be Jesus, knowing people's thoughts, and I wonder how far he knew their thoughts and their true hearts. For Jesus associated with a bunch of misfits, didn't he? Those early disciples weren't what you would call your perfect Christians. They had come with lots of different ideas, lots of thoughts, lots of problems. They were never going to fully grasp everything, They were selfish and self-centered, even at the best of times. But Jesus still loved them. And isn't it Jesus' very nature to love those who let him down? Didn't we read in Joshua how time and time again the people of Israel let God down? But yet he extends his love. He extended his forgiveness to them time after time after time. God's word reminds us, it says, whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for each one of us. God still waits daily for us to turn back to him, to pray to him, to spend time with him. And that night before Jesus' death, what did Jesus do? He washed the disciples' feet. He took on the very role of a servant, the lowest of every servant, and washed his disciples' feet. Knowing all of their problems, he showed them compassion, forgiveness, and love. And he knew by the end of the meal, one of the people that he'd washed their feet would have deserted him, went to betray him. And all of his other disciples, by the time of his death, would also have deserted him. But Jesus still loved them as they were. Jesus didn't see the mess so much as to the potential that they each had, and he bore with them. And I think in bearing with one another, our love grows, with all of our faults, with all of our problems. If we bear with one another, forgive one another, love grows. And even when we can't bring ourselves to forgive, we have to rely on God's love growing inside each one of us to help us through another day. To show that love, grace and compassion to those that we meet. And God still gives us free choice in our lives how to deal with people. And we're taught the classic response to difficult situations, which is either to flee or fight. Most of the disciples fled from Jesus in time of persecution, but Jesus stood, um, Peter stood his ground, drew out his sword and began to fight. But even he, he disowned Jesus later, that same evening. But Jesus still bears with his disciples and continues to bear with each one of us, with all of us, day by day, minute by minute. Max Ocado writes in a book that I read, Imagine the event you are before the judgment seat of Christ, This book is opened and the reading begins. Each sin, each deceit, each occasion of destruction and greed is read. But as soon as the infraction is read, grace is proclaimed. The result, God's merciful verdict will echo through the universe. For the first time in history, we will understand the depths of his goodness Itemized grace, categorized kindness, registered forgiveness. We will stand in awe as one after another is proclaimed and then pardoned. The devil will shrink back in defeat. The angels will step forward in awe, and the saints will stand tall in God's grace. We will see how much he has forgiven us. We will see how much he loves us. And we will worship him. The result will be the first genuine community of forgiven people. Only one is worthy of applause in heaven. And he's the one with pierced hands and feet. We are called to forgive as we have been forgiven. Some of the hardest words you can read in the Bible to forgive. It doesn't say forgive some grievances or forgive them for a while or until the time is right for revenge. It says whatever grievances, forgive them full stop. Forgiveness is about forgiving everybody, everything. No questions asked, just do it. Because this, thankfully, is how God forgives us, completely. No questions asked, no additional price to pay. Grace is enough. And when we face difficult problems in life, Jesus does offer us this third option. We don't need to flee or fight, but he gives us the option to forgive. When Jesus was dying on the cross, what did he call out? Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus, God, keeps forgiving day by day, minute by minute. And he doesn't wait until we've reached perfection, or even a little further up the, uh, the chart of goodness to forgive us. No, he says, whilst we were still sinners... Christ died for us. So a forgiving heart is at the very centre of who we are as Christians. And if we don't forgive, it can cast a long shadow, a deep and long shadow over our lives. And if not resolved, we do not let our hearts be restored. And sometimes it's too late. To seek someone's forgiveness. You may say to yourselves, you can't possibly know what I've been through. What's happened to me? You don't know how I feel. You can't possibly understand my situation. And humanly speaking, we can't. No one can. But Jesus can, unfortunately. He knows everything about us. And forgives everything about us. And so it doesn't give us the excuse not to forgive in time. He took every insult, every physical blow, every emotional thing that could be thrown at a person. He took for each one of us to set us free. To forgive us so that we can forgive as we have been forgiven. There was a discussion on the uh, Jeremy Vine show, so I'm led to believe, a few years ago. Um, I guess the show was set up um, to find the most unforgivable thing. So each person that rung in had a story worse than the other. Until there was a lady that came on the phone. Her father had travelled. He'd caught a uh, sexually transmitted disease on his travels. He'd come back. It had caused the death of her mother and left her blind from birth. And then he had abandoned them both. This lady rang in to share her pain, but she went on to say that she had become a Christian. And whilst at church, she had been encouraged to forgive, to find her father, to deal with the unforgiveness in her life. She contacted her father to ask for his his forgiveness for the bitterness that she had held against him and their relationship over time was restored and they now live together. And uh, Max O'Carlo again writes on forgiveness. Relationships don't thrive because the guilty are punished but because the innocent are Merciful. The burden of bridge building falls on the strong one and not the weak one. I'll read that again. Relationships don't thrive because the guilty are punished. But because the innocent are merciful. The burden of bridge building falls on the strong one, not the weak one. And Jesus is our strong one. He reached out to us where we were and built those bridges of love for each one of us so having been wronged this lady offered forgiveness out of her own pain and it can sound so easy to forgive can't it but for me forgiveness comes in different degrees if you prick your finger you might bleed for a moment and it's healed to the other end of the extreme where you've undertaken open heart surgery and the words that someone has spoken to you or the actions that they've done have caused trauma in your life we don't expect the pricked finger and the open heart surgery to heal all at the same time sometimes it takes longer to heal the wounds that go deeper within us and I went on a healing weekend um, a couple of years ago. And uh, the facilitator, the guy that was leading it, put a picture up of an oak tree. And round the oak tree was some barbed wire. And you could see how this barbed wire got embedded into the tree. The tree had still grown, it had still um, changed over the years. But where this wire was, there was still sap seeping out of it. As I say, it had grown... It had changed, but it wasn't freely free from this wire, this pain that was holding it back. And I guess unforgiveness in our hearts can be like this barbed wire wrapped around the tree. We can paper over the cracks, we can try and grow and forget about it. But that pain is still there if we don't deal with it. If we don't take unforgiveness from our hearts. We won't know the full restoration that Jesus offers. And you may need to spend some time speaking to someone with a big box of tissues. Or you may want to spend some time with the Holy Spirit and God asking where you've buried some deep hurts that he would want to bring freedom into your life to. And even removing the wire from the tree still leaves its mark. We're still left... With marks on our bodies, on our hearts and on our minds where people have hurt us. But God comes to heal, to forgive and set free. And however hard the process is, however long the journey is, we need to get, let God's light deep into the heart, into our places that we've hidden things, into those dark places of our hearts. And I guess part of that testing have we truly forgiven is, can we share a meal with someone? Can we be in the same room with someone without our stomachs turning over, remembering past events where we've allowed unforgiveness still to settle in our hearts? And it is a battle for our hearts and our minds. But we need to bring the cross of Christ against the lies that hold us back. The untruths that we've believed in our hearts and in our minds. From those earliest memories to most recent events. I guess we can all recall something that's hurt us in our lives. It doesn't take long to think or ponder upon it. To bring something to our minds. And Proverbs 18, 21 says, The tongue has the power... ...of life and death. We need to be careful the words that we use in our lives. Those words can either build up or destroy. And not just spoken words but written words as well. Growing up my dad said that I wouldn't really account for much... ...or achieve as much as he had done in his life. He constantly shouted at me. Was very controlling... And I guess in this modern world, you could say he was quite abusive. And added to the fact I wasn't a great academic or sporty, life was quite tough for me when I was growing up. And looking back, I think partly he did it, was that he wanted um, to toughen me up. He was doing it with the best intentions. He wanted to make up for his own shortfalls. To protect me from the pain that he'd been through in his life. And I guess not being a Christian. He didn't realise we have a heavenly father. We have the love of God to take us through life's difficulties. We're made in God's image. God doesn't abandon us. God works through our lives. And my dad is dead. I can't have that conversation with him now. But sometimes we have to leave our forgiveness in God's hands and trust in him to take away our challenges and our pains. So I ended up working really hard to prove him wrong. But there's this little voice in me that still reminds me, you're never going to be good enough. People always preach a better sermon than you. I've learned to forgive my dad over time and myself for believing many of the things this world throws at us that isn't God's truth. God says in his word that I'm special, chosen, set free, gifted, accepted and loved despite what others may think of me. And I may not be seen to be free by this world's standards, but in heaven this world will become a distant memory. And we will spend our time with eternity with God. The truth of God's word says I am a masterpiece. Loved with an everlasting love. We are all loved with that everlasting love. Created to be who Jesus wanted us to be. We're set free because of the price that Christ paid on the cross. To set us free. Whether you like this sermon or not. And it doesn't mean we should become isolated, just spending our time with God. It says, bear with one another, live as a community, work out your differences and your issues and let my love grow. So when it comes to forgiving people, ourselves and yes, even God, we have to weigh all things against the truth of God's word and reject the evil lies that try and draw us away from God's love and God's provision. We can still be angry, we can still be frustrated but what we can't do is let unforgiveness settle in our hearts. Forgiveness is a hard journey but a liberating one submitting daily to the fact that the cross is enough that we don't need any more payment the price has been paid. But part of the problem of being hurt is that we want some form of justice. We want some form of revenge for the hurt that we've been caused. And even when someone does apologise to us, in effect asking for forgiveness, there is a part in us that says, great, they've come to their senses. I knew I was right all along. But when you compare that to how God forgives us, it's very different He just accepts us by his unconditional love. His grace has removed every sin as far as the east is from the west. God does not ponder on our problems or tries to dissect them. Perhaps we could have done things differently but each time we come back to him he just accepts us as who we are and the lord's prayer reminds us the lord's prayer reminds us on a daily basis that we are to seek forgiveness as we are forgiven so god would give us the challenge this morning yes we can flee yes we can fight our corner but god would also remind us that we need to forgive and seek his guidance in the situations that we face day by day And we're going to spend just a few moments reflecting on that. Perhaps God wants to share something with your heart. Jesus' manifesto doesn't change. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Maybe God wants to release you A little bit further from unforgiveness or something that may hold you back in your life and your walk with God. Maybe you want to spend this time just praying for our nation but allow God to speak to our hearts this morning and receive his forgiveness so that we can forgive one another. Amen.